Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist for the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk some high school football with Jared Peck, who covers preps for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. The Kentucky high school football playoffs start on Friday. So I wanted to talk to Jared for a preview of those playoffs, but also I wanted to talk to Jared about what it's been like to cover high school sports this fall with during a pandemic with the COVID and coronavirus. There are already several teams that have dropped out of the high school playoffs who said they're not going to play in the football playoffs. wanted to talk to him about that. The KHSAA is having a meeting uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we wanted to talk to him a little bit about that meeting, what might happen there. But we still think the playoffs are going to go on as scheduled starting Friday. So I wanted to talk to Jared and uh, we get a preview of all six classes, uh, who the teams to beat are in those classes uh, and that sort of thing. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. My conversation with Jared Peck of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. My guest on the podcast is now Jared Peck, who covers high schools for the Herald Leader. How you doing, Jared? Doing well. That's good. Good to hear. Uh, okay, we got the football playoffs coming up, so I thought this would be a good time to talk to you, Jared, about just the season in general, and then we'll talk about the playoffs. Obviously, a very unusual season with COVID and the coronavirus pandemic when you're trying to play high school sports while all that's gone on. What's, I mean, what's it been like? What's it been like up to this point, uh, for not only for the, uh, for the schools involved, but for you trying to cover the schools involved? I believe the word is halting. Um, <laughs> That's it a good been, word. <laughs> I like that. It has it has been a trial and error. It has been stop and go. Um, we got towards the end of the season where teams got afraid to play because they didn't want to have a COVID contact at the end. So we had dozens and dozens of games canceled in the final week of the regular season. Uh, just because teams were afraid if the other team brought COVID to them, that they would be out for the playoffs. And then the KHSAA delayed the playoffs a week, and that led a couple of teams that had that COVID contact problem uh, that included Tate's Creek here in town uh, get off of that quarantine and enable them to practice for a week. Um, but, you know, Frederick Douglass, who's one of the top teams in Class 5A, hasn't played a football game in a month. Wow. Um, they're the, and they're, you know, they're my number one team, uh, basically, and, and but they haven't played. The last game they played, they played one corner against Montgomery County that was stormed out. Uh, they ran up 29 points on them in less than a, a quarter of action, wow. and a storm hit, and then they st- stopped it, and the storm broke for a little bit, and Montgomery County said, we're good. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and then they went to the house wow. and I was, I was back on like October 9th, uh, something crazy like that. And so, uh, you know, their game against great crossing this Friday will be their first action wow. in more than, more than a month. It's crazy. Wow. I know there was a lot of talk before the season began about whether they would even have a high school football season or high school sports season. Do you feel like the coaches and players are glad that they gave it a try and are glad that they at least got to this point where there are some teams still left that can play in the playoffs? Uh, I think everybody's happy to be playing. I think the the players and fans have done what they can. Um, You know, the cases that we've seen that have kind of stopped programs and, you know, there are probably a couple dozen teams that have been stopped during the season. Those have been like kids who've, 
uh, got it and brought it maybe to practice and, um, you know, get found out and then it shuts everything down for the team for two weeks. But we really haven't even heard of, of transitions team to team, like a team has it and then a team gets it from that other team. I mean, we had that kind of thing that maybe happened in, could have happened in volleyball with how close they are and, and how long they're in that gym together. Right. And really it's just been cases where uh, a team gets quarantined and the team they played gets isolated. But there hasn't been like a subsequent case that has been reported of the isolated team then subsequently getting a case. So that's been encouraging. And that's why, you know, things continue to roll on here. And why I think the KHSAA, um, you know, tomorrow when they have their meeting, will probably let football go on. Um, Because really the cases have just been, you know, kids bringing, having cases but they've caught it from outside the sport. And then, then, then it impacts the sport a little bit. But, you know, the, the, the teams have been following protocols and doing everything they can to play. The KHSAA has gotten in golf, cross country, volleyball, boys and girls soccer. Those are all done. They managed to get all those seasons in. They've all been abbreviated uh-huh. except for golf. Um, but they're in. They got their championships in. They just finished their field hockey championship, you know, last week. So every sport, fall sport, but football is in. Now the COVID cases have, of course, ramped up, and the entire state is a uh, red county now, and it's going to impact basketball probably. Uh, they'll decide to move basketball back a couple weeks tomorrow. Um, but I think because of the nature of football and because of uh, how they can spread the fans out, that they're going to to try to proceed with the five more games. We just got to get through five more games. So there is a meeting of the KHSAA tomorrow. So you think they'll address basketball tomorrow. What else might they, what else are they supposed to uh, uh, tackle tomorrow? Um, they might restrict attendance at the football games. I mean, currently the, the teams are able to decide what they're going to do themselves uh, it's been limited to two fans or five fans, and each district has kind of taken that case by case. Uh, the KHSAA might just restrict it to two fans across the board tomorrow. They're really big about local control, so they might not do that. Uh, Fayette County has decided that it's only going to be two fans for its playoffs, for its football teams, uh, per player or per participant. Yeah, I was going to say, when you say two fans, what exactly are you talking about? Parents. I mean, two parents. Two parents per, is, per, per yeah. participant. Yeah, per participant. I mean, that might be the way they ratchet it down because it has been, you know, up to five, which would let a family or grandparents or whatever come. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might just ratchet that back down. Um, but then, yeah, really the, the biggie tomorrow is what are they going to do with basketball and, and wrestling? I mean, are they even going to have a, a wrestling season because wrestling is high contact? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're yuck. right on top. Of I don't each even other, think about you. that. Yeah, no, I uh, know. It's but it's true. I mean, they're right on top of each other. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, well then let's talk about the football playoffs coming up. How many teams do we know of that are out, that were going to be in the playoffs but have said sorry we can't participate, or do we not have a number on that? Uh, the number is looks like seventeen now. Wow. Uh, it was fifth, and all these are. Only one team has a winning record that I've seen is Mason County had a, a winning record, but they were, and uh, it was a two seed. 
uh, but it decided not to go. Um, but uh, all the rest are three seeds or four seeds. And typically in the first round of the playoffs, uh, that's your, your mercy rule running clock week, really. I mean, we're talking about 40-point blowouts. So a lot of these teams were just saving themselves from a whooping. Uh, it's like, do we really want to play one more week, expose ourselves to COVID one more week, right. and then go on the road to take a 40-point loss? Right. The answer to that question for many teams is no. no yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it. Uh, now I think, uh, you know, Mar- Marshall County was one of the teams they were going to go have to go to Trinity to play. It's like, wow. no thanks. No yeah. thanks. No. <laughs> A long bus ride to get, yeah, get killed and get COVID. Yeah, that's not, that's a long way to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. But I mean, all the contenders are playing. All all the teams that really have a shot uh, at, uh, to to win a state title, they're going to play. And they're going to play regardless of if their county's flaming red or, you know, the district is in NTR. And I mean, people are making big talk about, you know, school districts going to, you know, out of classroom and homeschooling again is like, yeah, well, that's been Fayette County this whole time. So it's, you know, that doesn't really have an impact on whether they play football or not. Right. Okay. Well, let's go, let's go, let's, let's preview each class uh, going into the playoffs uh, with, uh, we'll, we'll start with class A and we'll go through all six classes. Uh, Jared, who's the favorite? Who Who are the top contenders uh, in each class, we'll start with Class A. Who's the favorite in Class A? I think the defending champion Pikeville is still the favorite. They've got uh, uh, Isaac McNamee, who's the coach's son. Um, uh, he was the MVP of their state championship game against Paintsville last year. I expect Paintsville probably to make another run to the Final Four. You know, uh, uh, Pikeville has been up here a couple of times. They beat the stuffing out of Henry Clay once and set a uh, Zach Lockhart set an all-time uh, passing yards in a game mark with 388 and seven touchdowns <laughs> against Henry Clay mm-hmm. in, the, in the season opener. Um, and so they have that kind of ability. They, they toss it around a lot. Uh, Paintsville is more of a grinding-out team. And the intriguing matchup in the first week is uh, Pikeville hosts Sayre. Sayre's in their first uh, football season in four decades, first full varsity season, they're being coached by um, Chad Pennington. Right. Uh, who Marshall and NFL fame. Right. And his son, his uh, son, Cole Pennington is the quarterback there. He tosses it around for, you know, nearly 200 yards a game and, and a few touchdowns. And I don't know if they can hang with Pikeville, but uh, you know, because of their uh, new team, they got thrown into Pikeville's district. Cause mm-hmm. that was the one spot where there was a space for them to play. Okay. And so they, they, they get to go on the road for that. But wow. uh, it, it's that's intriguing. That's, yeah. you know, and Sarah, Sarah's undefeated. They went 8-0. And, 0, and uh, they're like the number five RPI team in the class. Yeah. I just don't know if they're going to beat the number one RPI team in the class right. or number three RPI team in the class, which is Michael. Yeah. yeah and then Kentucky right. Country Day is, I think, is number one or, or Holy Cross. Uh, Louisville might be number one. Um, but um, – Let's see. I don't want to make things up, but yeah, it. it I. I think it's Pikeville again in Class A. Okay. Okay. We'll move to two A. Who's the favorite in two A? Two A is Lexington Christian. Yeah. Um, Lexington Christian. You know, one of the intriguing matchups in, in 
not this week, but next week. Uh, Lexington Christian has a bye this week because uh, Washington County is one of the teams that has bowed out due to COVID. Um, but next week they're pointed at another match with Somerset, who was the defending champion last year and has UK commit uh, Kaya Sharon, yeah, who led a basically a 90-yard drive in the last minute last year to win the state title and uh, put himself on the map for Mr. Football and all kinds of other things. Uh, Sharon's been hurt this year. He got kind of got hurt in the, the LCA game when um, the Eagles went down to Somerset and really was, were in control of that game. Somerset found some life in the second half and, and pulled it in close, and I think they might have even taken a lead. But as they took the lead, Sharon uh, took a hard tackle in the end zone on his leg, and he wasn't right after that, and LCA scored two unanswered and won it. Uh, and many people thought that that district game, they have to face each other because they're in the same district. They have to face each other in the second round. And many people felt like that game was kind of the state championship game because Somerset mm-hmm. went on to win. Now, no disrespect to the other teams, but when your number one and two teams are from the mm-hmm. same district and they have to go against each other in the second week of the playoffs, that feels like a state championship game, and it might feel like a state championship game again. I mean, there might be a – you know, Mayfield is always out there in 2A and on the other side of the state, and they always seem to be good. But Lexington Christian, you know, uh, they have Xavier Brown, who is, is getting a lot of D1 offers. Uh, their quarterback this year, Drew Nevis, is tossing around. You know, they do a lot of good stuff. And it, it came down to, um, you know, a two-point conversion missed uh, last year. Actually, the last, you know, three of the last four games have, between these two teams have been decided by one or two points. Wow. And, and in the final possession of the game. So I expect that to happen again. But so whoever survives the Somerset LCA game um, should feel pretty good about their chances at Kroger Field. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and we should mention these, the finals still are going to be at Kroger Field, correct? Uh, as far as we know, um, yeah, I think it's because of capacity and, and mm-hmm. the way they'll be able to spread people out at Kroger Field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's why they feel like they can probably still have it there. Um you know, despite, uh, you know, maybe they, they moved a couple of, they moved a couple of state championships. They moved the volleyball state championship out of Jefferson County because it was a red County yeah. and they moved, um, cross country out of Lexington cause they couldn't deal with, you know, the horse park in the state, right. you know, it's a state park restriction. So they moved that somewhere else, but really there's, there's no place there's no place to go that's not red right. for one thing. Right. <laughs> and the other thing, there's no place bigger than Kroger field right. other than Louisville. And they're, and they're not going to do it in Louisville instead of the contracted place. Right. Right. Okay. Let's move to three a who's, who's the team to beat in three a. I have no idea. It is <laughs> wide open in three a really? defending champ uh, is Belfry and Belfry's taken a few losses this year. Now they might rise up and, and, and be, you know, the team because the losses they've taken are um, well, one was to Pikeville and uh, that's a smaller opponent, but uh, they also lost to Johnson central, which is Johnson central is a four, a team, which is kind of a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're just, they just run you over for 400 yards every game. And, and that'd be it. Now, Ashland Blazers had a, a good season. Elizabethtown, I believe is the number one team. Um, 
Let's see who else here. Uh, come on, yeah, Elizabeth Town's the number one team. Ashland's the number two team. Uh, Russell's in there at number uh, three, and then Mercer County at four, which I did a nice story about uh, Mercer County earlier this season. Uh, they also have a coach of Senate quarterback, Trosper Buchanan, David Buchanan's uh, son. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they've been, they've been doing some good stuff. They knocked off Christian Academy Louisville earlier this year. Uh, they've knocked off Taylor County. Uh, it's going to be a, a interesting to see whether the Titans uh, can make a run, but uh, they do, they do some, do some fun stuff. But it's wide open overall. You can see any of those teams coming through. I, I could see any <laughs> any good. of four or five teams in three A. Wow, winning it! Yeah, oh, I, 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 yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Okay, what about four A? Four A is the song of uh, Boyle County and uh, Johnson Central. Uh -huh. Now Boyle County has a new coach. He's a, was the Corbin coach last year, uh, Justin Haddocks. Mm -hmm. So he took over for was it Chuck Smith? Right. Am Chuck, I getting that right? You're yeah, getting Chuck that right. Smith. Chuck and, Smith. It was yeah. at Boyle County for years. Then he went to UK as an assistant, and uh, then ended up back at Boyle County. Yeah, and and uh, they they seem to be picking up right where they left off. Um, you know, I talked to the Lexington Catholic coach, and he said that they do a lot of the same stuff, and you could see some, um, you know, old. Some Justin Haddock's wrinkles in the mm -hmm. offense, but it's a lot of what Boyle County always does, which is basically bubble screens and you know moving the ball around and just running up the scoreboard. I mean, they beat they beat the stuffing out of people uh, week in and week out. It's kind of kind of crazy. And the last year, Johnson Central won the championship. Boyle committed five turnovers, five turnovers, and they barely lost that game. Wow. Um, but the, the five turnovers were too much to, to overcome. I don't know if the Boyle County is going to do five turnovers again. Um, but uh, they, you know, Johnson Central has Dylan Preston, who uh, generally runs for about 200 yards a game. Uh, Boyle County has a kid named uh, Jagger Gillis, a quarterback, who transferred in from Anderson County. He's He's got 20 touchdowns this year. The running back, Will McDaniel, has got 13 touchdowns this year in, in a shortened schedule. Um, and, and they're, I'd say they're averaging 40 points a game, wow. 45, 50 points a game. And say their last win was 41-0. The win before that was 53-7. <laughs> the win before that's 54-0. That's, that's a Boyle County football for you. Yeah. They're a machine, too, is that's what you're saying. So. They're, they're, they're a machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and you know, the the that game was the the game where they had the controversy last year, where I think a, a Boyle County um, maybe school official said something about how jo mocked the how Johnson Central couldn't count the fifty. Oh, <laughs> I think I remember that now. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and they got to eat those words uh, a few <laughs> days later. So it could be a grudge match. What is there a dark horse? Is there anybody else in contention? You think in four A? Uh, Corbin Corbin could do something. I think yeah. uh, Corbin's got Travion Longmire, who's being recruited by UK. Um, they've got a new coaching Tom Greer, 
and they've had some nice wins. They beat Somerset a couple of weeks ago, and that's that's uh, not an easy thing to do. Um, uh, they also beat a Wayne County team that um, has a, a Braden Sloan kid who's he's going to be a Mr. Football candidate for Wayne County. But uh, they they've turned it on and they've won. After after losing the first week, uh, they haven't lost. They're they're uh, six and six and one and and kind of rolling. So I wouldn't be surprised to see see Corbin sneak up there. But uh, both Johnson Central and, and Boyle County, you you you, you got to have everything go right to to play with those boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move up to five A. Who's the who's the team to beat in five A? Well, I have a Lexington bias here, but I, I think it's going to be okay. Frederick Douglass. I mean, Frederick Douglass has got, you know, eight, nine Division One players, you know, two UK recruits, you know, Jagger, Burton. You know, some people could vote an offensive lineman for Mr. Football. Really? Um, that's how dominant he is. Now, they are hurting because well, they're not having played in a month. But, you know, the, there's a lot of buzz around uh, you know, Jagger, Burton, um, just about how dominant he is. And he's definitely being pushed by his coach for that. Now, I don't think that, you know, the voters for Mr. Football are going to, <laughs> to give the foot, give it to Jagger Burton. But there are two Mr. Footballs. There's a, a medium Mr. Football and there's a coach's medium uh, Mr. Football. And who knows what the coaches might do. Right. The coaches might might put him there. But, uh, you know, they've got a six seven quarterback, uh, Samuel Cornett, uh, who uh, made a bunch of mistakes in the North Harden opener that everybody was paying attention to when they played North Harden to open the season. And I think they had five turnovers and lost that game by a field goal at the end. Um, he's calmed down. They haven't made many mistakes. Um, and they look to be rolling. Um, e- even with that long layoff, I think they're going to – I think Great Crossing's in for a hurting <laughs> this Friday. And then – and then they play Scott County, which uh, Scott County is also a top five team. And it's one of those district matchups where, wow, this could be the state title game. This might be one of those years where the Scott County Douglas game feels like the state title game. Um, uh, Scott, Scott County does what they do. They have that wing tee, you know, where's the ball? Oh, it's downfield. And you know, you'll figure out where the ball is. until <laughs> They're in the back of the, they're in the end zone celebrating. Right. Um, but, and, you know, they're always tough. Uh, I saw the defending state champ Covenant Catholic play Lexington Catholic. Lexington Catholic had, you know, played really well and managed to come back in the last minute to beat Covenant Catholic. Um, uh, I don't know what to make out of that game because it seemed like last year Lexington Catholic played Covenant Catholic really good. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, Covenant Catholic doesn't seem that good. And then they got to the state title game and it's like, wow, Covenant Catholic's really good. <laughs> good. But they don't have Michael Meyer this year right. or Michael Mayer this year. Tied in um, with the Notre Dame. Tied in with the Notre Dame and is all everything up there. Right. Um, so, and you could feel it on the field. I mean, that that kid made a difference last mm-hmm. year. And he, he felt like the reason why Covenant Catholic edged out Douglas in the state title game. Um, I, I think that you know, with all the weapons that Frederick Douglass has with, uh, you know, Cornette and then they have Dekel Crowdis who's going to UK, yeah, you know, they've got a, a, a rusher, a rusher that, uh, and, and Darius Neal, who could go for, you know, a hundred yards, any given game. If, if they didn't, you know, one of the things is in the stats is they beat people so quickly 
that it goes mercy rule in the first quarter and nobody can really pad their stats because the clock's running and it's game's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so you, you really don't see that. And, you know, Dane Key is another uh, player who just makes ridiculous catches and he's just a junior um, opposite of Crowdis. So if Douglas gets beat this year, I will be stunned. <laughs> I was kind of, you know, stunned last year, you know, but man, it would be shocking to see them get beat this year. The other team that can compete with them maybe is Owensboro. Owensboro gave um, Douglas a really good game last year. It was tough. It was physical. It went down. You know, I, I think Douglas pulled away at the end, but Owensboro has Gavin Wimsat, who's one of the top dual threat quarterbacks in the nation, right. not just in Kentucky. And he's also being recruited by everybody, right. uh, including UK. Right, right, yeah, well, yeah. So you got a lot. There's a lot of talent in that in that class uh, across the board. It seems like in five A. Uh, okay, what yeah. about six A? Who's the who's the top dog in six A? Uh, it's it's Louisville Trinity, yeah. um, <laughs> and it's not close. It's 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 just not close. Mel Mel's nipped him a couple of years ago, but the championship team from last year, the Trinity had, is virtually all back this year. And they were one of the teams that had a quarantine problem at the end of the season where they got <laughs> – they were going to have to play their first-round game if they had it with, like, one day of practice under the original schedule or maybe no practice at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Trinity's so big and the program's so large and you know, got a million kids that they could have they could have done it. They would have they would have just – you know, Marshall County wasn't going to beat Trinity's freshman team. Uh, well, maybe they maybe they would have beat the freshman team, but <laughs> it's probably clubs. a disservice to Marshall <laughs> County. But <laughs> it might have been a nail biter. Yeah. But uh, you know, Trinity is just so good. It is um, the, the the game against Mel last year was only close for a couple of quarters, and you know, feel like that they would have the confidence to come in and do it again now. You know, with with as few games as Louisville played, because Louisville started their season even later than everybody else. They held off another couple of weeks. So nobody knows what anybody's got in 6A, especially with the Louisville schools that, that generally run the roost. Um, the one real nice story that I have to mention is, is at Bryant Station with uh, Philip Hawkins, who came over from a, Apollo mm-hmm. um, to Bryant Station this year to take over a team that, hadn't won more than two or three games for the last three or four years. Uh, they're now the number three team uh, RPI team in the state. They've, uh, they lost 7-6 in a, a grueling and really fun match that I uh, covered in the opening week, and they've won eight straight since. And those eight straight have been pretty good thumpings. Uh, you know, he's got those, you know, I think he's got a, a D1 uh, offensive line recruit in, in Josh. Let's see, forgotten his name now. Who's Josh? <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so many Josh. Josh Rowe. Josh Joshua Rowe. Rowe. He's off, uh, offensive tackle, defensive end, being being recruited by some D1 schools. Um, and they've got, you know, some good playmakers. Michaelob uh, Coffey is their quarterback. He's a, he's a dual threat. Um, but, you know, seeing Brian Station go from a team 
that just was kind of in disarray and not playing well for so long. And just they just turned a corner this year. It's it's crazy to see. Wow. And really and really great to see. Yeah. Because we need we need more Lexington teams to to be good. I mean, yeah. we, right, right now we seem to cycle. Like Tate Creek was really good last year because they had a, a bunch of seniors that had a really good quarterback and a really good you know couple of wideouts. But they've cycled off, and now they they didn't they don't have a win this year. Dunbar's has been a, a building project, and they're pretty good and going to win. They're probably going to win their district this year. And then you know, but Station coming out of nowhere from being less than mediocre to being a district champion, and maybe uh, with that three RPI ranking, they could win another couple of trophies. I mean, there's a trophy for district. There's a trophy for regional. There's a trophy for making the semifinals. <laughs> they could get they could get three trophies this year after not doing anything for two decades. Yeah, that's good. That's good to see because over the years, Bryan Station off and on they've been a powerhouse over the years. But uh, as you said, they've oh been yeah, a tough I mean, luck the last few years until turning they've, around. They've, this year. They've, they've they've been definitely tough luck. Yeah, people remember Bryan Station, you know, from you know two thousands or right. something like that. Right. You know, right. That was a, it was a formidable team, but. Right. You know, it just got into the situation where, you know, so the knock on Lexington teams is if you hit them in the mouth, um, they they kind of get mad at them. They kind of beat themselves. Uh-huh. Um, they kind of the, they get down on themselves, and, and you know, it just comes spiraling out of control. And, and a coach who can grab a hold of them and keep them from, you know, doing that and hanging their head and just keep their chin up and keep fighting. You know, we got a couple of really good coaches in West Johnson at Dunbar now and Philip Hawkins at, at Station that won't let them drop. And uh, uh, it's really fun to see. That's great. So where will you be Friday, Jared? I'm planning to be at uh, you know West yet? Jessamine. I'm at a Class 5A game between West Jessamine and Woodford County. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of connect- UK connections there. Pookie Jones is kid, if you remember Pookie Jones. I covered Pookie uh, Jones, from, yes. From UK. Well, his son Jacob Jones is a sophomore at West Jessamine, wow. and they run a spread offense there. Uh, they've uh, got a kid there who's leading the state in uh, receiving in Jackson Green. You can also score – via the run uh they're feel like they're the three seed in that district in the woodford county um has the former uk linebacker there in in johnson dennis right is it uh yeah dennis johnson right am i right there right so and and he's fine he's scuffled for a few years in woodford county right um but they're playing well this year they they run it more than they throw it but uh, they're running it pretty well and He's he's on if he can pull out a win on uh, on Friday night uh, they should have their first winning season under him wow. uh, I believe in, in in his five years it's been a it's kind of been a long road there to get Woodford County competitive oh, but I, but I think he I think he's done it and uh, you know you know we'll be we'll be watching all the Lexington teams I'm sure but right right now I feel like. Uh, you know, I feel like it's done. I think it's Dunbar versus Tate's Creek, and Dunbar sh- should win that one going pretty well. And then Lafayette and Henry Clay play each other. 
Um, I think Henry Clay is going to to edge that one out. Uh, Lafayette's Lafayette's fallen on some hard times since being in back to back state championship games with, you know, like you said, the teams they seem to in Lexington anyway they seem to cycle out. They have good they cycle out they good season yeah. and then they have to have do have to do a total rebuilding job that takes a while. <laughs> That's for sure. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, be sure and look, everybody. Be sure and look for uh, Jared's cover coverage from that game and from all the playoffs. Jared, how can they follow you on Twitter? On Twitter, I'm at at HL Preps. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah. No, and uh, of course, Kentucky.com. Uh, anything else they should look for? And we'll catch back up with you as the playoffs go along, especially when we get down to maybe the semifinals and so forth to get an update about how things are going. And also, you, I assume you'll have uh, coverage from the KHSAA meeting tomorrow. So be sure to yeah, look for that. I'll be, I'll be tweeting out, uh, you know, any momentous uh, statements from that uh, <laughs> thing tomorrow. And we'll have a we'll have a wrap up uh, story probably that afternoon. But yeah, on it at HL Preps on Twitter, you know, I tweet out I tweet out highlights. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. shooting the game action the whole time. I had a Sports Center top ten. Uh, in the Covenant Catholic Lesson Catholic game, which made me pretty happy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. I had I had very little to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you were there to it's shoot Jack it. Jack Monday, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So but yeah, he has all kinds me. of highlights. All, all kinds of highlights. Now your dog's getting involved. He wants a little airtime. Dog's time. getting involved. He doesn't like me talking about myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, be sure. So, so be sure to check out all of Jared's coverage all through the playoffs at HL Preps on Twitter and on and on Kentucky dot com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. Jared, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks again. No, thank you, John. I really appreciate it. Okay. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks to Jared Peck. Be sure and follow him on Twitter at HL Preps. Also check out, uh, he has a, on Kentucky.com right now, he has a guide to high school football playoffs to their best first-round playoff games. Be sure and check that out at Kentucky.com. Check out all his coverage in the print edition of the Herald Leader as well. Follow follow Jared all through the playoffs. Uh, he'll have plenty of coverage. As, as he said, he shoots highlights during the game and posts those on Twitter. So be sure and check those out as well. Thanks every, thanks to everybody who listens to the podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Give us a rating and review. We appreciate everybody who has done that. That really helps get the word out about these podcasts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can also email me at jclay at herald-leader.com. Once again, my thanks to Jared Peck, and my thanks to you guys for listening to these podcasts. We'll be talking to you again soon.